This is Weon, and you're listening to Gravitas Podcast, making sense of the news. And earlier today, I interviewed two individuals who've been tracking this conflict very closely, two experts, uh, Petro Burkowski, a strategic studies analyst based in Kiev, and Alexander Krebet. He's an editor at a Ukrainian newspaper, and I asked them whether the ongoing talks are going to change the course of events, what are their expectations, the reason why Ukraine's allies don't seem to be on the same page, and Moscow's primary motives in this dispute. Is this just about Ukraine's NATO membership, or is there more to this than meets the eye? Here's what they told me. Let me ask uh, you first. Uh, we've seen a lot of diplomacy since this morning, and we're going to see it for the rest of the week. Uh, uh, the Russians have already said that they do not expect one meeting to change the course of events. Uh, what are your expectations from the meetings that are happening in Moscow and Washington, D.C.? Well, uh, I think that uh, the Russia has now three options. It has either to deliver its threat and invade Ukraine in order to show that it's serious about its threats, Secondly, it uh, has to increase the tensions without giving up uh, negotiations. And third, which also is possible and likely, is that they should pretend that they've got already what they wanted and they would say that uh, they would de-escalate. So right now, the all diplomacy of the Western world, of the, United, of the United States, of the France, of the Germany, is aimed at persuading Russians not to start the war because of the severe economic consequences for its economy and because Ukraine would not be left alone, that Ukraine would be helped and would be heavily assisted by the West in a military way. And right now, I think that uh, it's time for diplomacy, uh, another chance to persuade uh, Vladimir Putin not to attack Ukraine because it, it would lead to his own detriment. Do you believe that Ukraine uh, thinks it will not be left alone? Uh, for sure, the last the last situation and the meetings we are having here and abroad is is provi- uh, proving proving this we are not alone. And today the support of the Western support of Ukraine is is at the top level since the hour in the, we gain regain our independence. I've been I've been reading a lot of commentary on what Russia is doing and why it's doing. What are the motives of Moscow? And some say that this is not even about the NATO membership. Even if Ukraine were to freeze the NATO membership for another decade, Moscow will not let, leave Kiev alone. Do you agree with that assessment? Yes, I agree because uh, we have seen it for the last eight years that uh, any efforts that Ukraine has made to stop the war and uh, some kind of reasonable. Uh, conditions of the peace uh, resolution it proposed to Russia, they all have been rejected. And uh, what we have seen from the Russian history is that uh, Vladimir Putin is now tries to reinvent the Russian Empire, to reinstate, to restore the Russian Empire. And Ukraine, uh, in the in the past times, Ukraine was the jewel in the crown of the Russian of the Russian Empire. But our message from Ukraine is that forget about Russian Empire, it's in the past. And if you will continue to attack Ukraine, if you will continue to destabilize Ukraine, it can only bring the end of your regime. And we are very pleased and we are really pleased that right now this opinion is also shared by most of our Western partners. If in 2014 they doubted that Ukraine can sustain a Russian invasion, right now they are pretty sure that Ukraine would defend itself and would defend not only uh, its own sovereignty and uh, freedom, but also defend the neighbors who are also being intimidated by Russia. 
Uh, when you speak of your Western partners, uh, from my understanding, I don't think they're all on the same page. We heard the Germans saying that America's effort to pull Ukraine in its own sphere of influence is creating instability in Europe. And we know that Olaf Scholz is in uh, Washington, D.C. to shore up his image as much as to express support. Uh, uh, do, you, do you believe in that uh, uh, German uh, assessment that the Americans are adding to the instability? Uh I don't think so because the Germans usually they are partners with Russia. They have a historic ties with Russia, uh, and the, Olaf Scholz is going to Washington. So, so in, uh, they are going to talk about the sanctions and uh, not lifting the sanctions, but imposing new sanctions on the um, pipeline Nord Stream 2, it, just in case the Russia will invade again Ukraine. So, and uh, of course, they are not on the same page, but the majority of the Western allies within the NATO are on the Ukrainian side. If you, if you allow me, I will just compare the German policy to the current morning in the Kiev. It's chilling wind and you feel it, but uh, the sun uh, starts uh, burning more and more and heating us more and more. That means in Germany, we also are seeing the change of their position. They still do not want to uh, supply arms to Ukraine, but uh, today I think uh, today will be uh, the meeting between uh, the German Chancellor and uh, the uh, President of the United States. And I think uh, the key issue would be brought to the table that the Nord Stream 2, the main pipeline which supplies uh, gas uh, to uh, Germany, would be halted and would be stopped if Russia decides to invade Ukraine. And that would mean the end for the Russian strategy of uh, dividing uh, Europe and uh, making Germany a privileged partner. So really, we expect we expect that this would be on the table and Germany finally would make a right decision. Final question. What do you make of the American assessment that Kiev will fall in 48 to 72 hours? I think we, we should uh, think about it, but we also should remember that Americans thought that Afghanistan would stay for a month or three months and it fall just within the weeks. So we are not Afghanistan. We have a very long history of fighting against Russia. We have a long, we have a history of fighting Russians and their troops in Donbas. So we will, we will never surrender, and uh, it won't happen in 72 hours, of course. For sure, it will not have. A, uh, they will not take the Kiev within 72 hours uh, because the Russian troops they didn't manage to take the Donetsk airport, which is just in the same amount of the kilometers from the Russian border but in the east of Ukraine so they took only the debris of the Donetsk airport within more than 240 days so it's impossible for the Russian army to, to take the uh, Kiev within 72 hours just no. Your optimism is inspiring thank you very much Petro Alexander for, for talking so to much. us. Thank you so much. Thank you for uh, India's interest in us.